episode 19 featuring Jory Davis on the Nine Point Start Off the Dream podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Nine Point Start Off the Dream podcast. I'm your host, as always, Colby Gillum. This episode, we have Jory Davis, international basketball player, and cool story with her because you can just tell how driven she is and just how she's She's big on kind of setting a blueprint for how she wants her career to progress and how she wants her life to evolve around basketball. So dope journey here. You can kind of learn from how she set a goal that she kind of helped her propel her each step of the way. Hope you enjoy and here we go. So the question I start for everyone that comes on is when you're younger as an athlete, what was one of your bigger dream to goals you wanted to achieve? When I was young, surprisingly, at three, it, it was like, I want to play basketball. and 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 that was really there was no set goal which was maybe my one mistake <laughs> was it was just like when I'm older I want to be playing basketball and at that time the WNBA wasn't really you know out there how it is now you know it was, you know I was still watching Jordan was still playing I was still more so watching NBA guys and you know the WNBA wasn't as big so you know it wasn't that goal like I want to play in the WNBA but it was just like I want to play basketball when I'm older. You know, I want to I want to travel and stuff like that. And so that was my main focus when I was really really young. Um, and as I got older, you know, that goal was just to be the best I could be. And, and it was whatever I could do to 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 get there. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but really, I was like kind of as they say, laser focused on on ball. And, and it took maybe a longer time for me to start to kind of branch out and see who I am outside of basketball, really. So, so, so you say like three years old, you won, you won the ball. So what about basketball, I guess, made you want to do that as a career? Cause I know like, like you were saying that the league wasn't that big back then and you know, so there wasn't really a lot of money in it. So what made you push you to like, want to pursue that sport? Well, I mean, a lot of, you know, my faith and, you know, my faith in, in God and just the universe, I really feel that it was just kind of like my purpose. That was my first, I think that was where I was meant to go. That was where I was meant to go down that path. And so I truly believe that to begin with. But, you know, basketball just gave me that outlet. And I know many athletes say it, it's kind of cliche, but you know, basketball was really like that first love. I mean, I enjoyed it. If I was, you know, practicing hard and it was tough, I still enjoyed the process. And so I think I just really enjoyed the process of getting better. I enjoyed being around people, which is something I still uh, appreciate. And I'm great. I'm grateful for that. So also being on a team sport was something I, I, I enjoyed because I was the only child growing up. So I think that was also something I liked because I was the only child. So now I'm on a, a sport where I'm playing with a group of girls and we're going after one goal. Um, I, I fell in love with that and that, that community part and also, you know, reaching each goal, you know, in sport and stuff like that. So um, I think that's what kind of got me connected um, to the game on a deeper level. Awesome. So being from New York, um, so how was the course? Is it really like, like, like they say, people are just out there like every day, whether it's, you know, rain, fleet, snow, people are out there balling. Is that true? Um, so 
I'm originally from New Orleans. Okay. So I've cool. been, I've yeah, I've been in New York only. I've I lived in New York during high school three years. So I started out in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's where I grew up. That's who I say made me. You know, my blood is New Orleans, um, from the West Bank. And so uh, from New Orleans, my freshman year of high school, we moved to London, England. So I went abroad <laughs> to an all-girls school. And then after that, I was in upstate New York for high school. So I started out playing in New Orleans down south. And my court that I played on when I was young, before I started organized basketball, was uh, a dirt court in the back with a goal set up on it. <laughs> so um, uh, that's kind of where I used to play and just in the street, you know, in the street with my, my cousins and different people from the neighborhood playing. And, you know, the, the whole New York part of it, having those courts, you know, we w- we really didn't have that in New Orleans. You know, we had some courts, but mostly it was really someone's backyard with a dirt court or we're in the, the street <laughs> playing, you know, three on three or whatever it may be um, during the day. Oh, awesome. Okay. So, so you went from like New Orleans, London, New York. So, so kind of having that ability kind of to travel, you know, kind of see overseas back in the state. How did that kind of help you progress your game? It definitely gave me, I mean, outside of even basketball culturally, it was in the beginning a big shock, but now looking back, it was something that was amazing for me to to, to encounter as a young, young woman, you know? And so far as my game, um, from a technical standpoint, going from New Orleans, where it's more, you know, running gun, fast pace, um, you know, more tenacious defense than going to Europe, where the game is completely different. Um, it helped me slow my game down a little bit, I would say, and kind of focus more on the technical side of my game. And, and this is my freshman year, so um, this kind of set me up to kind of take the best of both worlds when it comes to basketball and implement them into my game. And so. Um, that really helped me. Then when I moved back to New York upstate, again, you know, it's a different playing style, um, a different group of of girls. And so um, I think it's just kind of made me a well-rounded player, not even just basketball-wise. Like I said, culturally, you know, I'm able to kind of connect with and understand that, you know, people are different no matter where you are and kind of be able to – and, and engage with different, different, you know, backgrounds. Definitely. I think that's a good perspective. And you, like, you know, you, like you said, it made you well-rounded. So, so you're back in, you're back in the States, you're, you're playing high school basketball. What was, what was in your mind, what was that next step? Like, what was, like, what was your thought on that? Well, um, for me, getting back, coming from overseas, as you know, the summertime AAU is a is a big part of being recruited. So one of my my fears was like, okay, I've been overseas, you know, like my whole freshman year, no one knows where I am, you know, I'm, I'm in England. Who who's recruiting in England? They don't know where I am. I'm, you know, so it was kind of like I've lost the whole year, my freshman year, and then freshman summer are gone, you know. And so my focus was like, I just need to you know, for one, get through this transition of kind of moving all over the place, 
being in a new environment and then just figure out where does where's the basketball team, where's the coach and let's get let's get to work, you know, and let's just do what I do. You know, really just do what I do and the rest will come. And that's something, you know, my parents always say, like, no matter what, Jory, you know, just do you and they'll find you. And so that was my focus was just to keep working and, you know, everything else will fall into place. And, and you know, God willing, truthfully, it just started to happen my sophomore year. Um, I had a great season. We won the sectional title. And, you know, it started out with small colleges that were from this area in New York, so Canisius and stuff like that. And then, you know, really, Syracuse was one of the earlier big schools that kind of saw me because, you know, they're right here. Um, and and that was really my focus when it came to the basketball aspect. Um, and then school aspect was always just to be a great student athlete from the start. You know, my parents always installed in me to be a student athlete. Um, and, and that was really it. So, so I know like moving is you know, like a part of life when you're a kid, you know, cause parents get new jobs or there's, you know, th- things happen, you have to move like either state to state for you. It was like overseas to back to the state. So for any athletes kind of going through something similar, maybe they have to move cause their parents got a new job in a different state. What would be your advice on how to go through that transition or that adjustment? My advice would be, um, for sure, if you're an athlete, one thing I did was really kind of, you know, basketball was my constant. You know, no matter where I went, that was my constant. And so I think in a way it kind of helped me to really, you know, increase my game because I was so much, I put that energy or maybe that fear or that nervousness of going to a new place into my game. And so I'd say, you know, sometimes you can use the game as kind of your constant when you're going all over the place. Um, my second advice would be to embrace it. Embrace it. Don't don't be scared because the people you'll meet and, and when you really connect and, and open your eyes to look, I'm in a new place, but I'm going to meet new awesome people. These are people that now you're, you're, you're growing your network. You know, you're growing your network of friends and close companionship that you'll have for life. And now you can go back to New York, New Orleans or wherever and say, I know someone there. I know someone here, you know. And so it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's scary because you're young. You know, no young person, I don't think, is really prepared for that. But it'll for sure make you a more well-rounded person, not just for you, but also for the world. Because now you're sharing these stories and you're letting people know, look, there's more than just your little town where you're from or just New Orleans. You know, there's there's a whole world out there. So embrace it and and kind of connect with whatever is your constant. So the family you're with or the sport you're playing, you know, that can be your comfort zone. But at the same time, really embrace that change and, and, and meet new people because it's amazing. That's, that, that's gold right there. Make it your constant. I like that. Right. So, 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 so you're balling out. You're getting some offers. What? So you say you like Syracuse, but then what made you choose Indiana? Um. So what? What my stepdad did. Uh, he got uh, basically kind of a a sheet. We had a, a requirements of what I wanted. So we started out with a base. What do you want? What do you want in the school? 
And so we went with, okay, um, right now I want to do business. I want to I wanna go long-term with a group of girls. I want my freshman class. I want us to stick together, which goes back to that, that idea of community, you know, and being around people for a constant time. And, you know, I wanted a big school that would get me to the next level because my goal as I grew up, I for sure knew I wanted to go to the league. I wanted to play pro. So that was something, a, a staff that would help me get there. And, you know, a good academic school for what I wanted to major in, amongst a few things. So we had, like, kind of a criteria. And as we picked schools that came on the list, if they had certain X's, too many X's, we crossed them off. They weren't going to be there. Um, and Syracuse had a great broadcasting, and they had a okay business school, um, and they were kind of early. And so we appreciated that. They had a good staff, and Syracuse is an amazing school. But then, you know, Indiana came, and they kind of had everything across the board. And uh, one of the coaches, Coach Wilson, he played at Minnesota. He was a guard coach. He coached um, Lindsey Whalen, who was, was in the WNBA at that time now. And so that met that big criteria of who would be on the staff to help me get pro who could develop me. And Indiana had the number one business school, the Kelly School of Business at the time. And I mean, it was a big school, big 10. Um, and so that criteria, everything met the criteria. Coach Jack was an awesome lady. And that's kind of how I based my decision. And um, there are a few things now looking back that uh, me and my dad talk about, we would add that to that criteria which is something I'm working on to maybe create for athletes but um, the criteria for the most part was a good choice just when it came to that next level going pro there were a few things maybe we should have should have checked off the list but all things all things being said it was a good choice for me to go to Indiana I I really like that the thought process of like you had a checklist I know a lot of us we can we can we can get so trapped into the name that we we kind of refuse to look at the other important factors of going and choosing school for the next four or five years. So very shout out to your 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 dad and stuff for doing that. So once you got to campus, what was what was what was that like for you? Was it a shock to how the game changes, or was it just like I'm I'm still at my constant? When I got to campus, you know. I mean, it, it was, it was, you were I was nervous, you know, and there's always that, that mental part, like, can I, can I really play at this level? Um, you know, and, but again, you know, it was my constant, you know, cause I was so comfortable in, in connecting with the game because I had, like I said, I was moving around so much. Basketball was my comfort. Like, you know, some people say it's a cliche, but for me, it really was that, my comfort that was my peace area so of course there was some fear there was a little bit of doubt as a young player going to the Big Ten um, and so you know I had those things but you know once we hit practice got those first couple practices out it was like all right we're here I belong here I can play this game and then from there it was just adjusting to the college, the college life and being a student athlete at a high level D1 school. Um, 
that was pretty much it. I would say the hardest part was not so much the basketball. It was just the workout. Because <laughs> you go from high school workouts to these, yeah, I mean, they're almost professional trainers who you're working out with in a sense, and they're like pushing you to the max. And it's just like, man, that freshman year dealing with that in school is, is definitely a tough transition. So on those days where things are tough, you know, you got you got finals. You got finals. You got you got an exam. You got practice. You got the game the next day. How did you manage to, I guess, cope or kind of how did how did you kind of manage it all mentally? I guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's where I say it's again. It comes down to really building those relationships. And not every athlete has that chance to connect with their teammates early, but. I really connected with my freshman class. Like I said, it was it was six of us, which was one of my criterias, was to have at least three or four, and it was six of us. And, you know, we really connected. We connected. We were all there for each other, you know, and that really helped me a lot. It helped me a lot because they were my sisters from the start, you know, and when we had hard times or, you know, one player had a hard time in lifting. So we knew, all right, I got you. We're going to help you. Or I had a hard time with a mile and a half. All right, run next to me, Jory. We're going to get through this or whatever it may be. Or, oh, man, finite is killing me. Can you help me? And and stuff like that. So we, that sisterhood that the freshmen had, uh, that really helped me a lot, a lot. And I don't know what else there would have been you know, there to really help me. I mean, our advisors to start when I got there were also great because they were ex-athletes, elite athletes. And one of them, Corinth, she ran track. And so that's another part I appreciate and I hope, I would hope more colleges look to have advisors that were ex-athletes because she got it. And she would even wake up at 5 a.m. and do our, um, field workouts and she'd be next to me and I'm a freshman and she's like come on Jory you got this and this is my academic advisor you know and so that was worth so much to me having that core group of girls and then your your academic advisor who's with you helping you not only just with the school transition but now she's right there on the field helping you that I appreciated that so much and and unfortunately she had she made a a change after our freshman year, but I just thank God she was there for us <laughs> that freshman year to get us through because she was awesome. She was awesome, and she got it because she was an ex-athlete. She understood it, and that's that really got me through that that process. That's clutch because that freshman year, if you, I, I think like if you don't really have that guidance, it can take you for a whirlwind because you have like so much freedom as an athlete just yeah I mean it's just yeah so much freedom but so much restriction you know so it's almost yeah. like if you don't have that's great to say that you had you had someone like that to really kind of kind of push you to kind of keep it going forward so because in the day your your goal was to go to the league right or is there something else at the time no like I knew I wanted to go to the league I wanted to go pro and um that was the goal um always the the goal was also to just you know get my education um but that that was the main goal 
and 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 obviously throughout that is to maximize all the resources I had on campus. Um, and at that time, the only big thing was get my education from Indiana University. That was it. So that was my two things I was focused on. So for you, what did going pro mean to you? Like, what was like, what about being a professional athlete was like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was like, I wanted that title. It was just that goal. That was the next milestone would be in a, a basketball player, you know, because it went back from, from little saying I'm going to play. And so it was like, you know, it's not just playing. I want to be the best. That was that was also the young goal. As I continued to started to play as a young player, it was like, no, I want to. I want to be the best. I want to reach every level I can. And so, going pro was that next milestone. That was the next milestone, and it was just like that was the goal, and that's where I, I wanted to get there. It wasn't about oh, if I'm pro, I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be a star. Um, that, was, that was never in my personality. It was just like, I want to be considered the best when it comes to this game and where I've been in my journey. And um, that was really it. That was really it. It was just that personal uh, motivation within myself. And that was something I wanted to do. Okay, I love that. I love it. So it was always about... Uh, the mindset and just like the next milestone that I want to achieve. So once you, right. so you, so you, you're at, you're at Indiana, you're balling out. Well, what was it like when it came down to your senior year and you knew that you were one year away from achieving that goal? Yeah. So as, as we, my sophomore year, we had a great team. We were a bubble team, but we had three seniors that were leaving. And once they left, now it was more so the ball was in the court of our coaches to recruit and get some other people on the team to help us replace what we had and get to that tournament. And for me, as I started to grow and kind of pay attention to things outside of just basketball in the business part, I realized, like, look, you need to get to the tournament. That's that's that branding part. You got to get to the tournament so you can, you know, be drafted and so you can be considered a top player because if your team isn't winning, they they don't consider that as, you know, you're a top player. And, and it sucks. And I really hate that process because, you know, you as an individual, it doesn't – it shouldn't be counted against you as how your team finishes. And so – um, that was really the hard part I started to focus on. And I was just like, I needed to figure out how we could get the team better. And unfortunately, we didn't really get any big-time recruits. And so it was it was tough those last two years. And I was just like, okay, I have to really do all I can do to get our team to get wins. How can we win? And that was just the focus. What do we have to do? Who do we have? How can I motivate the girls around me to win? And uh, my senior year, I really had a meeting. It was four seniors by this time. It was no longer all six. It was obviously transfers. and One player didn't make it. She couldn't handle it. And so now it was four. 
and I had a meeting and I told them, look, all transparency, I want to go to the league. And they knew this. They knew this. They knew this was my goal. They knew that was now my dream. And I told them, I need you guys. I need you guys because I can't, I can't just do it alone. And so, you know, I had that meeting and that, that was kind of like how I went into my senior year. Just, just trying to figure it out. I got chills hearing that. I got chills hearing that because like, I feel that's probably like, that was probably like a powerful moment for everyone in the room to kind of say, like as a leader, be like, hey, I can't do this by myself. I need, I need, I need everyone of you guys or you all to kind of come with me and let's go on the journey together. So I think that's really dope as a leader that you did that. So once, so once you had that talk and with, with, your, with, your, with your teammates, what was that season like for you? I mean, we had to talk, you know, everyone was on, you know, they, they understood, they, you know, and like I said, we had been together for a while. So those core players, um, two, two of those out of, out of the other three that I was talking to were with me all four years. There was one of them had transferred in, but she was a senior. Um, but for sure, the other two, they knew it. They knew it. And I mean, they were, you know, they were a little shaken up too because shaken up also because they knew that was my goal. And they, I mean, every day, every game, they were like, whatever we got to do, we're going to help you get there. And, and they were with me. But, you know, unfortunately, it takes more than just <laughs> three, four people. And, you know, that season was still tough. I mean, I still had a good individual season, um, but as a team, you know, we, we just didn't do as well. It was, that's how it ended. But I did go on to still be drafted in the third round of the WNBA, which was, that was the good part of it. But then there was also a other group of challenges that came afterwards before as that team. I think we finished, I don't know, maybe like eighth in the Big Ten. And so, you know, it was just kind of like, that disappointing season, but, you know, I gave it all I could. Um, and that that's really all, all I could, could really do was do everything I could to try and get us to win. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. For you, your milestone that you had to achieve was to go pro. So, so once you achieved that, what was the next milestone do you wanted to achieve? I was drafted. I was drafted. And then at that time, I really didn't have an agent set because, you know, no one on my coaching staff really gave any guidance. You know, it was like I was done, and then it was like, okay, they were out recruiting. You know, now now I'm done. I'm not no longer, you know, almost as if I was no longer a part of Indiana University. You know, it was – I was on my own. And, again, we didn't have that culture at IU. I didn't have any past – players that went pro, I guess UConn, where I could say, hey, I'm about to go pro. Tell me what to do. I didn't, I had no one. So I was on the phone actually trying to find an agent who would, would take me and sign me. And I'm drafted. And I actually, one of the, the managers for Indiana was the water boy for Indiana Fever who drafted me. And I'm talking to him for advice. And he's like, you should go work out with the team, get a workout. So I'm calling them trying to work out, you know, before training camp starts because 
you know, I have all the information when I'll start and signing the contract and finally got an agent and then boom. A couple of days after that I'm I'm at the door, man. I'm at the door trying to get in to do the workout that's scheduled and uh the coach, assistant coach at the time, Stephanie White, she's like, Oh, we can't we can uh do the workout, something, something, you know, and so again I'm nervous. I don't I don't have no idea what's going on. No idea. A day later they call me and I'm cut. I'm cut from the team. I'm like, what? Like I didn't even get a chance to start the, the training camp. Like, how are you gonna cut me? And you know, the agent that I had at the time she didn't really she didn't really know my story. She didn't really, I don't think, knew me. She just knew me as a player. And then it was just like, Oh, you know, it's crazy, the league is crazy, blah, blah, blah. We'll try and you know, we'll we'll I'll start looking for you overseas. And it was just like, Okay, um, all right. And so I ended up signing my contract to go I played in Israel. That was my first contract. That was near Tel Aviv and I went with that, and I, you know, again, you know, my dad's like, well, you need to figure out, okay, what do you have to do now when you go here to get back in training camp? And, you know, she was just like, okay, you got to finish score, finish top, top and scoring, finish top and scoring. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. And so that was that was the goal. That was the next goal um, was to do what I had to do, play well my first year in Europe, and then get back in the league. And so that was the that was the next goal. Okay, so you got so you walked to the door and then she was like, "You're out," and they were say, "Go home." They got a call and they said you were cut. So when you got cut, what was the emotion you were going through at the time? Oh man, I was. Uh, it was bad. I mean, it was. I was super emotional, uh, super confused, because again, I don't. I don't know what's going on, you know, what what can I do? You know, what what can what action can I take to to go after what I want, but I don't know. There's I don't have a mentor. I don't have anyone telling me, "Okay, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. This is how we're going to reach the goal." Cuz now this is no longer coming from high school to get to college or whatever. Now this is the real 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 business part of this game and I was lost. I was lost. And so, I mean, I was hurt. I was hurt. I was, I isolated myself for a little bit. I mean, I still was in the gym, but um, I was real hurt, man, because I didn't know what to do. You know, that feeling of hopelessness, that's what I felt. And then at that time, I had an agent that I felt really wasn't interested. I was just another person on her list that, oh, she went WNBA. Great. That's a good person to have on my list. Not so much me as a person and an athlete and what are my goals, it was just like, okay, another player. And that that was just like, whatever, man. And, you know, again, this was my senior year. So my other um, classmates, you know, they were doing what they were doing to try and move on with their lives and figure out what their next step was going through that transition, which is tough for all athletes. Um, and so, that was a tough period for me, um, but I got through it. And then it was just like, all right, get yourself together and go to Israel and do what you have to do. Going through all of the emotion, 
was, was there ever a thought in your head that maybe the journey ends here? Like for basketball? Oh, for sure. For sure. Because the other thing is you don't really hear much about European basketball. So you 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 don't really know all the opportunities you can have over there. You know, and again, there's also that, okay, go in Europe, go overseas, what? Then for my mom, go in Israel? Are you crazy? <laughs> you know, like, what? No. Um, and so you, you're, you're like, okay, is this it? This can't, this can't be it because I don't, I've worked too hard. I've been focused. I've been going towards this goal. I've done everything I thought I could do. I put that time in the gym. I was yelling out ball is life. I was doing all these things. And now it's like, there's more to it than just being in the, in the gym, putting in those hours, getting your shower. Right. And so I thought, all right, man, this is, might be it. And, but thankfully by the grace of God, it wasn't. Love it. Love it. So, so you've been overseas for, for how many years now playing basketball? Now. I just finished my second. Seventh season overseas. Seventh season. So, so after, so I know seventh season. Have you? How has how that been for you when it comes to I guess living out your dream? Because you know we say you're three years old. Your goal was to be a pro basketball player. So, how has it been living out your dream? Um, I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, you know, again, you know, now this the professional side is a mix of business and and pleasure in a way when it comes to the game. And it's been amazing to travel, um, meet a lot of people, see a lot of beautiful places. I mean, and then to do all of this while playing the game you love is has been great. Um, and and I, I'm really grateful for that. I appreciate uh, the opportunities that I've been given and, and despite the WNBA setbacks and stuff, you know, it's almost like, hey, maybe it was a bigger plan, uh, and you know, you know, maybe things were supposed to work out this way, but um, it's still, I still went on a journey that was that has been amazing um, and kind of refreshing to to helping me grow again, and and in a way, uh, thinking back to England when I was thirteen, fourteen. My freshman year, it was like that experience <clears throat> made going overseas a little bit easier also because I had already went through that. I already went through that that change of going to a new country and, and dealing with different people. Um, and so um, all things, as you, you kind of look back and look at where you came from, it's like, wow, um, you know, that experience helped me for now. And, and you know, that's just kind of how life goes. From talking with you, I can tell that you're just very driven. You, you see you, you, you see the big picture and you, you're like, hey, how do I take the steps to get there? So after you, you know, you, so you kind of achieve that milestone of going pro. What's like your next milestone? You have to go into detail, whatever, just like what's like your next thing you want to do as an athlete or as, as a person? So, you know, learning as I learned the business and, and still learning I mean there's still so much as a player you don't really hear and so 
just kind of looking back on my experience, looking back on, okay, where are some areas that maybe I didn't know about, I wasn't knowledgeable, knowledgeable about, it was kind of like, okay, I need to do, do something. What are what are the, the, the pain points when it comes to being an, an elite athlete? You know, when you're going through all three levels, you're going from high school, college, and now pro, what are those pain points? And so for me, the next goal was really to figure out, okay, I'm, I'm probably going to play maybe five years. I don't know. Um, I'm capable of playing five years. What can I do to give back? Because the, the, I knew coaching was there. But in my heart, I felt it was just something that was like, okay, that's the normal way you go. We play pro, then we go coach. And I was just like, I don't, that didn't seem completely right to me. I want to coach. I want to give back and, and help players develop. But that was almost kind of like a a settling thing. I felt like if I did that, I was settling. I was just going the normal route. Like if someone graduated and go nine to five, it's like, okay, this is how life goes. And so I was like, no, I want to, I want to do more. I want to give back. And so the next goal is, is definitely to keep playing and keep doing the best I can, travel the world, but then also um, create. And that is create, create something to take all the experience I've had and, and kind of see what are things that the athlete is missing um, and, 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 and make it where it's readily available for them. So no one goes through the things I've gone through or go through some of the things that I know other players have gone through. And that's kind of, that's been the goal. Definitely relate to that. Good stuff. So as you continue to progress in your career, do you, do you, you plan on, you know, to kind of keep, you know, staying overseas? Do you want to eventually kind of just move back to the States or? Well, um, I, I do I do love the Europe. I do love the international lifestyle. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Not a hater against you know America. That's where I'm from. Uh, I love going home to New Orleans. But um, something about I wouldn't say just international. Something about travel is is something I do want to continue. That's a lifestyle that I would like to have. And so you know that's kind of been one of my things I've been dealing with, you know, within my heart is like, okay, Jory, you want to stay international or you, you're going to go back to America. And I think long-term after, you know, I figure things out, you know, I think long-term I will have um, probably that international lifestyle where I'm, I'm living there or, or doing something regarding to work where I, I can do both, where I can keep the same lifestyle I have as an athlete, but now transition into business where I can still do the, that type of traveling back and forth and kind of have the best of both worlds per se. That'll be dope. And well traveled, be well traveled. So it kind of, so I've kind of worked on dropping a little bit. Um, yeah, where can people find more about you and where you're up to? Um, so right now I'm working on my website and getting all that settled. But for sure, they can follow me on Instagram, JD32. I have my Facebook page, Jory Davis Evolve, on Facebook. 
Um, and then, of course, you know, just on Eurobasket, if you want to keep track of kind of my my basketball career and where I've been and what I'm doing, Eurobasket.com has a lot of things on me. Um, and for now, it's just more so keep an eye out for my website, working on that for my personal website. And um, also my company that I'm working on that's in startup phase, Wevolve.net, that'll be coming out soon. So um, a lot of things in the works, but that's kind of how people for now can keep up with me. Um, also on Twitter. Dope. I'll add some links to people can go check you out as well. And when, when your website drops, let us know and we'll share it out for you. No problem. For sure. For sure. Appreciate it. No problem. Well, Dre, thank, thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and uh, we'll be in touch soon. Oh, thank you. I hope you have a good day also. And I really appreciate you taking the time out, my man. Thanks for checking out this episode of the 9.1 Credit Podcast. I was your host, Jacoby Young. If you enjoyed the episode, please comment, share, leave a review, let me your thoughts. You can check out more about what we're doing with 9Point at 9Point.com. See you next episode. Talk to you soon.